Well, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are and uh, whenever you choose to join us, thank you for joining the Mile of Golf podcast. As always, it's a pleasure to host you and it's a pleasure to have you along for the journey as we continue our chats with the team here at uh, MLog. It's the MLog night. It's uh, Thursday night, so we're uh, a night late, day late, so if you if you set your alarm clocks by um, the... Uh, Podcast pinging on a Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday morning. Uh, apologies in advance, but uh, it was a straight day yesterday, so we had the night off. Um, and uh, and I'm a bit late because uh, you know, I got wrapped up in my own golf swing. Um, that won't surprise anyone who's listened uh, along. But the other gents of the Mile of Golf podcast are waiting eagerly to talk about this week in golf, uh, their golf, our golf, um, and your golf. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the other side. Rocket, welcome. How are you, mate? You well? Are you good? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Well, um, we'll see if we can get you from good to really good, uh, better than good, um, trending towards the right way of good. Uh, Magic, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm great. Well, um. Sorry, sorry, I'm a bit late. Uh, as I said, I got caught up in my own golf swing. Um, can I tell you, I was I was hitting the the stealth. Um, you know, I've already hit that, uh, and it's a really nice driver. Uh, I was in at the Big Swing Golf. Um, part of uh, you can go to Big Swing Golf. There's 18 Drummond Golf stores uh, that have Big Swing Golf venues, and I was in there testing out the Full Swing Golf Simulator, uh, and um, I got caught up in a Sergio-like move. You sent one of you to uh, sent me the Sergio video where he's talking to someone. About the pulling the down, you have to pull it down, and you don't go. And uh, I tried the Sergio move, and you know what happened? You threw your club into the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, no. Uh, that, that, that wasn't. A, that sorry, was that, that wasn't a good impression. Uh, Sergio laugh impression. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's better. Thank you. Right on cue, as always, Rocket Man. Um, no, I gained three miles per hour just by wow. the, the whole act of. What? Pulling down. Oh. If there's any uh, golf pros or gurus that might want to comment on, but just instead of that turning with the, I I, I just would use and fire the hips first, and you still obviously fire the hips. But I went into that pull pull down, mm. and I've I've heard that a couple of times lately, and uh, I reckon I reckon I gained um, three miles an hour. So I did see it. I, I don't think I sent it to you, but I did see it this week, and it helps for someone like me because my what I've tried to rewind in the last twelve months is that throw the hands forward, right shoulder over the top move. And, yeah, he talked about it being like a chain. And instead, as soon as you get to that set position, the first thing you want to do is pull your hands down like you're pulling a, pulling a chain and then sort of dropping into that into that swing. Yeah. And, and he would not have hit his brother with his driver if he actually did that. No. Dropped it in as he was about to throw it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he hasn't had a throw for a while. He's, these advisors have been kept him really yeah. in check. Ah, he's outsourced them. He's outsourced <laughs> them to like Bryson, to Patrick. 
And I'll tell you what, they're, they're working hard. I'll tell you what, you no know, wonder he, has, he hasn't, he's not unhappy because he's he's raking the money in. Because, like, you know, he's got these guys working working hard and he's charging top dollar for uh, his advisement <laughs> services. You know, he's done a, done a number on JT last year on the Salvation Tour, um, you know, and now it's, you know, Reed and... And Bryson, where do you get so. where do you where do you get those uh, that sort of sources? Is Free Hills, Free Hills, Hollandale, and Garcia? Arthur Anderson Garcia. Hey, what? He, he's, he's looking sharp. I saw him playing uh, on the television tonight, and he uh, had a little bit of George Michael going. He had the big the, the Phil Mickelson mirror glasses and this very shaped um, dark beard. He looked uh, a little bit fancy. Did. Sergio. It's working. It's working. He's yeah. He's going that way in the leaderboard. Where's he sitting? Like minus five or something like that at current state of play? He did start well, five under finished in the clubhouse. There you go. He, That's a good start. He was going lights out when I saw him. He was just knocking the back of the uh, hole out with the uh, wedges from distance. Um, it was good. Look, uh, well, we haven't tipped. We don't know. Uh, obviously, the mile of golf tipping contest. Sergio for the 22... 22 masters there you go oh let's go let's going early with the tips uh, for the masters sergio okay yeah. uh, how are we going in the tipping competition thank you for everyone that's participated in that where are we up to we did we gain any more uh, tippers uh this week we still we did yeah we're, we're up to just under 60 um but look the only thing i know about the tipping comp is i'm last but <laughs> I I'll tell you what, I don't need to check. I don't. I don't need to check check the leaderboard at all because I get a fair few messages telling me that I'm last from many different people. <laughs> <You don't. Yeah. laughs> My favorite PK has been slamming me and, and including on his uh, his Instagram stories. My favorite was Pultz. Pultz said they're going to start calling you Audi if I get up to four zeros or three zeros. <laughs> And then he forgot to put his tips in this week. So oh, I said, did he? Oh. I was very, I was very happy about that. I messaged him; he wasn't happy about that, <laughs> but I was. If you are part of the tipping contest, obviously you get the notification via the email from Teachster. Uh, we will try and do our best to keep everyone informed. Um, you know, the little commentary on the Instagram stories that we put—it's just, it's just a bit of fun. Um, but uh, if you want some. Yeah, if you like a bit of uh, trash TV, trash TV, and and you and you don't mind a bit of reality, uh, you know, Love Island, and you want to get more in touch with your Korean side, go and watch uh, Inferno Island, and you'll see uh, this, the, the the beauty the beauty of the Korean dating uh, culture and the and the the the, the joy of the Korean dating uh, channels. Um, my wife is uh, absolutely infatuated by Korean TV, and she introduced me to Inferno Island. So if you'd picked up on the Inferno Island, Sung JM saying, uh, I'm all over Inferno Island, that's gotcha. where it comes from. Me. I was thinking, where is this story going? How do we with this? That's me being forced to watch Korean TV by Mrs. My Love of Golf. Uh, gotcha. there, there you go. Um, anyway, some, no, no. some James, my pick, and uh, he's where is where's he plus uh, minus two down there with your pick, Rocket. Yeah, he's with um, Jay Day. Jay Day, yeah, correct. But uh, as we sort of talked about, North Course was the course to beat up on this week early, as they always do. Yeah. Jay Day played the South, so he he could quite easily uh, make up a fair bit of uh, fair bit of space on the leaders tomorrow. So, North Course at Torrey is uh, obviously the harder one. 
Easy one. Easy one. Normal. Yeah, easy one, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say the averages today, but they're a bit hard to tell. But yeah. The, I, th- the I think the, the difference was three and a half strokes, I think, this year. So it's the highest it's yeah. been in like ever. Yeah. Doesn't so so I think the, think the North has either played a lot easier than normal or the South was just that little bit harder. Yeah. No, it looked um, oh, it was beautiful conditions to play golf this morning. They all, there was no excuses. Um, Lucky because yeah. sometimes, sometimes that first round, those first two days is like, it's not unusual for it to be just pure cold garbage. And the people that are playing the South course on those first first day yep. just get like open championship and just get blown yeah. out. It was the year Snedica won oh, five, six, seven years ago. And I remember the final round he played in the morning and shot, you know, every shot three, four under and everyone else went out in the weather and shot three, four over and he ended up coming from you know, 30th to go on and win. So it can definitely turn ugly, like you said. Yeah. So what are we um, what are we watching from uh, this week at Tory Pines? What are we expecting? We're sort of one day in. Uh, you know anything caught your eye? Other than John right? Arms probably caught my eye. Well, might be able to catch your eye if it was on TV. Mm-hmm. It was a very limited uh, time. I think it was seven to eight thirty. That was it. It, was, it wasn't I, a lot. I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see anything. And and I went to I, I went to look at it and I was getting a replay. Of uh, the Australian PGA, yes. I'm like, I'm number. like, I'm like, how, how, what, what the hell am I watching? Flick through channels, went and looked at the guide. I'm like, hang on, where is this show? What the, what day is this? Uh, <laughs> no, it was was a, was a bit of a weird one. The times this morning. So, Rocket, something has caught your eye. Uh, your cryptic uh, Zoom background on the on the. Uh, on the Zoom, obviously, that's, as I said, this is Zoom background, therefore Zoom, uh, indicates something cryptic. Um, if you want to watch what the Zoom background is, you need to uh, check it out on the YouTube channel, which, uh, thank you. You know what? We gained two followers this week. Two. That's like 100% over the week before. It's compounding. It's just compound, right? It's just compounding. That's it. So um, we start compounding. So for everyone that did follow this week, we uh, thank you and appreciate uh, the followership. Um, I, speaking of YouTube, if you want to check out my latest video on YouTube, it's over there at Drum and Golf TV. Woo. Um, yeah, flying. Bending off a Which academy. one? Oh, that's exactly right, Mike. Which one? There's so many at the moment. No, uh, I, watched one, I watched the putter one the other day. Oh, well, there's been another one dropped since then. The um, Adidas Tour 360 shoes. Oh, yes. A little bit of wind noise. Apologies in advance for the wind noise. Um, recorded it late, had a little bit of time pressure. Uh, but uh, I tell you, the new Adidas Tour 360s are really good. Um, the putter one, I got a nice few nice comments uh, from the putter one. People, is it, should should it keep doing it? Yeah, like worthwhile, those little short bits of information for uh, the people? Yes. Why not? Okay, thanks. We'll keep doing it then. Um, but anyway, I love golf YouTube. That's what we're here about. Check it out. Um, so, Rocket, back to you. What's caught your eye? You know, I can see this blonde, blonde-headed dude. Okay, unload, unload. Well, well this is this is a, a historical reference for one of my favourite movies, Hackers, with uh, Johnny Lee Miller and also Angelina Jolie. So it's in the Cybers world, and uh, you know the uh, the char- lead character. He's his uh, handles or hacker handles, was one was zero cool and the other one was crash override. And there's a particular clip 
in the movie where he's being arrested and he's yelling out, hack the planet. It's quite iconic. So I carved up that video. And then in honor of Brooks's, you know, dyeing his hair peroxide blonde, going back to whatever his younger high school days are, from now on, he's just going to be known as Zero Cool. He's going to hack the planet. Simple as that. So, so is that the whole... And sorry, I haven't followed it so closely. I obviously saw the um, zero cool reference there in the blonde, uh, you know, thing with his barber. He, he hasn't changed anything else. Like he hasn't announced nah. a new golf ball or anything like that. that look, so nah. that, so the nah. whole, you know, something special's coming. References that he was putting out via the socials were in reference to the color changing the color of his hair. Yeah, he's probably I don't know bored. Someone's bet him something. He's lost a bet. Right. Yeah, don't I, know. Know. I, I don't follow him. I, the first I saw of it was today was um, in the No Lay Up Boys or someone yeah. saw the back of his head poking out from under his hat was, was blonde. And then I saw that Rooks uh, released a slim, shady uh, soundtrack yeah. to his to his hair dying. It, yeah. it, looks, it doesn't look great. I mean, I've got no hair, so he can do what he likes. Well, it makes it worse. Right? He's in the same boat as me. He's got really dark hair. So as soon as you go blonde and you've got really, really dark eyebrows, you look like a complete Muppet. <laughs> Is this, are you telling us that from? Yeah, have you done this, that before? Have you done that before? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've gone blonde. What, what would we need to do? Bet-wise, for you to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a challenge for the people. What about it? What the about people. It? That's a challenge for the people to see like what it. they can do, see what they need to do to get Rocket to do that. I like it. Charity? <laughs> is there, yeah, is there, can, we, can we throw some bucks at Lifeline? If you, how much do we, what do we need to get to for Lifeline if you're, um, uh, you know, for you to dye your hair blonde? Whew. Now the pressure's on. <laughs> Yeah, go easy. Like we're not a you know. There's only seven people that listen to this um, show, and your your mum and my dad's one of them. Two of them, sorry. Uh, and thanks for my rocket for the comment on the uh, YouTube video as well. It's good that you're watching uh, three of us, but more importantly, uh, your good son here. I'm um, doing the good work. Uh, how do we? What do we need to get to for Lifeline? Uh, donated um, via the Drum and Golf uh, stream to Lifeline. Put it out there. Let's put it out there. Um, how do we how do, and how do we collect these donations? Rocket dyeing his hair blonde in reference to Brooks. His is he still your current, you know, poster boy? He's he still yeah. Him? He's still I still lo- I still love him. Okay, he's doing weird stuff. I still love him. All right. Well, this is, this, un, un, once again, this is on the script, which is unscripted. So, Mike, you, you're the technical guru. You can manage the. Is it is it a GoFundMe? Is it something like that? Yeah. Is there? A- ah, it's easy. Just set up. Um you just set it up through the foundation. Just any time you put um, put a donation in, there's a, a receipt that's generated. It'd be easy enough to see. Okay. You can set up, raise money for Rocket. So Rocket's got to Rocket's got to come back with the number. Put the ca- I'm putting the pressure on. Put the cachet on now. What, what's you know, what's <laughs> worth? What's it worth? I'll throw in fifty, a hundred. There you go. I'll kick it off with a hundred. Mike, you'll match that. Match. I want to hear what he says first. <laughs> We're at 200 already. So <laughs> we can't be far off getting a start in this uh, turn rocket. <laughs> Brooks kept blonde for a great charity. Lifeline. Do you, know, do you know that every, the stats are on Lifeline, every like minute there's like four people that call Lifeline in the, um, 
of support suicide prevention. It's a, it's a wonderful job, uh, totally, um, you know, funded by volunteers or supported by volunteers and, you know, a handful of people that um, are professional, not a handful of people that are professionals, but, you know, it's a very volunteer-driven organisation funded by donations. So you'd be doing a good thing, Rocket, now that you opened up the, uh, the doorway. <laughs> I didn't open up the doorway. I was standing somewhere in the room and I got pushed in. Uh, have you ever, yeah, I think it went like, have you ever dyed your hair blonde? Oh, yeah, no worries. I've done that. It's easy. Okay. Well, let's, let's see it again. Okay. Have a think about it while we t- keep talking. Shit. Um, <laughs> I've got 200 bucks already. I'm, I'm already on the website looking into how it happens. So we're set. <laughs> hey. Okay. We're all in. Uh, if you do it, Rocket, we'll do it too. That's it. I'll do mine. <laughs> hey, I already tan my legs. That's true. Jesus. Uh, my dad gave me a stick about tan. I told you, uh, we talked about that last week. Um, <laughs> uh, Robbie McIntyre and um, Andy Robertson uh, were talking about being the widest legged uh, pair at the Dubai uh, Cl- Desert Classic. I, I chimed in and said, uh, "I'd go. I'd go them t- yeah, leg for leg in a in a white legs uh, out of bounds um, marker contest." Um, Ginger Ninja said, uh, "You know, yours would be skinnier than an out of bounds markers." But I challenged him back. I said, "Don't think so, mate." Don't think no, so. no. 20, 20, 27 inches around the top of this tree trunk here, mate. It's uh, <laughs> it's bigger than most humans' waistband. Um, the um, the one thing I copying at this time of year is just the white feet. The old. The golf tan lines are <laughs> in full force at the minute after a few days in the sun. Uh, the, re- the reverse Stuart sink. Yes. No, the head's fine. It's just, <laughs> just, the, it's just the feet that look like. Yeah. Uh, so back to our tips. So Sam Burns for you, he's trending okay. He's going okay. He's he's could be could be the man. Why did you think, uh, why did you go with Sam Burns? Sam Burns is a year this year. I think I said it around Christmas time. He's going to have yeah. a massive year this year. Um, he's. I think he's going to have a massive, massive year, and I think he could easily start this week. But um, yeah, look, after watching John Rahm this morning play the harder of the two courses and get to six under, I think Stuart, Stuart Kerr, when I wrote something about who was going to win this week, Stuart, when he saw our tips, Stuart Kerr wrote back John Rahm by a million, and I think Stuart Kerr might be right. <laughs> I think if uh, if Rahm goes out on the north course tomorrow, could post a, another six or eight under. And uh, yeah, yeah could have nice little four shot lead straight off the bat. Yeah, and no, no. Um, what yeah, jo- what's funny in the mix? What did John Rahm get in trouble for? Was he swearing again? Was he? he got caught swearing again today. I, I don't think we talked about it last week. I think it, it was around um, stadium course last week. He wasn't happy with the setup, which you know we talked about last week. It was a pro am setup. I don't know why he was surprised. Um, where the pins were, we, we said last week they were going to be in the middle of the greens. You've got AMs that are playing off five and their real handicaps 25. So they, they've, got to, they've got to be able to play. Uh, did anyone see that video of the um, Alcatraz hole and the strife that uh, a handful of them came under? I did. I saw uh, Jonas Blix did a complete number on himself in round one. <laughs> if- uh, I don't know where you – it's obviously I think it's on PJ Memes or whatever it is, but uh, go and search out that because if you've ever felt bad about losing dunking a ball in the water or putting it into a hazard and not being able to get it out, just go and watch that video and you'll feel better. Don't worry. Um, 
Uh, what's oh, the, the, um, the the guy from New Zealand? Um, Lee, Danny Lee. So he hits the rocks on the side, bounces over to the left hand side. He's fairly safe. All he's got to do is chip it up two putt for a bogey or a par or, a par or whatever. Dunks it in the water, and then you know, the next one's probably not on either. The ones that um, you know jam up against the rocks, and then they've got to try and chip it out and get it nowhere. Uh, yeah, it's classic. Yeah. Well, I, there was a bloke that did it as bad last week. I was watching a bit of the Singapore Open. Um, and there's a bloke who had about a 30-foot putt for birdie down the hill. It wasn't a, a madness, but as soon as he hit it, just went off in his hands, went straight past the flag, commentators are going, that's got to stop, rolled off the green, straight down into a little pitching area. And it was, had like a sprinkler head in between him and the green, but he was quite sunken, like in below, way below the level of the green. And he pulled his putter out, and I was like, Oh, that's a, that I would do that. Like if I was, if I didn't think the lie was right, that there's no, and they're like, he's not putting, he's no way he's putting this. He putted it, didn't get to the top of the green, rolled back to his toes. And I'm just like, am I watching a professional golfer here? And then he finally got the next one up, but just then on the fringe, it was going to come back to him again. And this was like Sunday, it was the end of the tournament. He was, he was either equal leader or one back. And he and he made a he made a quad on a par three. It was it was great. It made him one of us. <laughs> uh, we'll go and check that out. Uh, Rocket, what did you uh, did you see any of the um, PJ West tournament last week? Oh no, because it's NFL. NFL week, yeah. <laughs> Divisional playoffs, one of the best playoff weeks ever. How did how did your how did your mob go? There was a few a few upsets. Who did you beat? Who did the um, 49ers beat? Uh, we bought, we beat the uh, the Green Bay Puggers, the number one seed. Okay, so they're gone? In, in their yeah, home field. So we're now in the NFC Championship game against the Los Angeles Rams. So we're hoping to just grab the football and ram it down their throat and make our way to the Super Bowl. Now, the LA Rams, did they have? They were 9 and 87 when I was there. I remember when I hit that uh, six iron from where Lee Trevino hit it and almost hold it. Uh, that was 87. The LA Rams were a thing then. Did they go away and then come back? Yeah, yeah. So they were the St. Louis. I think they were St. Louis Rams and then they were LA Rams and then they went back to St. Louis again and then they're back to LA and um, the guy who's the owner of the Rams, so I think he's, he's a had to pay like $700 million to the city of St. Louis because he kind of broke a contract. So how, did, how does that work? If you're not into um, NFL football, I'm not really into it. I had a Rams jersey. I bought a Rams jersey when I was there, so I thought it was pretty cool. Um, how does that work? How can you just move a team around? Oh, you still need to get um, – so in particular cities might lobby to for you to relocate and you might threaten whatever city you're in to build you a stadium and stuff like that. So owners can hold certain cities to ransom, mm-hmm. you know, a bit, bit of almost like emotional blackmail. And and then you still need to get, uh, I think at least two thirds of all the other owners, which are effectively like a board of directors for the NFL to approve uh, any move. And then the NFL commission to also approve that, put a rubber stamp on it, and then you relocate to so- another city that might be building you a stadium. So it's like a franchise and uh, you can yep. negotiate for its position and therefore, you know. It's- oh, yeah, some owners, some owners have done some quite heinous things to cities, um, definitely very much treated it like a business and 
broken a lot of cities' hearts and fans' hearts. There's a, there's a laundry list of them. Yeah, right. Okay. You know, you only have to look at um, the Raiders, right? They were originally the Oakland Raiders and then they moved to LA because they told Oakland to jam it and then it went, was going pear-shaped in LA because LA were not going to build them a stadium and they moved back to Oakland and then they... Uh, Las Vegas had been courting them and basically just left Oakland high and dry. Okay. Uh, what was that? There was an upset? Was it the Bruins? No. I don't know. I'm not, don't well, like hockey. Oh, no. It's okay. There was an, I can't remember that. Well, well I'll, I'll say that because uh, on Monday, there, there must have been a game. Sorry, I forgot the names wrong. Um there's oh, heaps of upsets. Oklahoma, so you had Oklahoma, so you had um, Oklahoma was against someone Oklahoma. Unless you think in college, uh, um, no, it doesn't matter. No, so you had um, Cincinnati versus um, Tennessee. That was an upset. Uh, then you had probably one of the best games ever was Bills and Chiefs, which the Chiefs had won. Bills and Chiefs. That's what I. Yeah, that's... that wasn't uh, that wasn't an upset. It wasn't an upset. No. Okay. Amazing bloody game. Yeah. Um, and then you had Packers. 49ers, so that was, we'll call that a bit of an upset, but at the same time, our team is in pretty good form. And then the other one is um, uh, Rams versus Bucks. Uh, Bill, Tampa, Tampa versus LA. Bills and Chiefs was the one that I was thinking of uh, because Amazing. I can hear Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, my, that's my text message. <laughs> what, was your, what was your ringtone last week? Night Rider. Night Rider, sorry. <laughs> and yeah, I got Darth Vader as my um, text tone. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, the reason why I knew about, without knowing, but I remembered uh, Bills and Chiefs is because uh, Stephanie Nah uh, was following it uh, while we were playing golf together on Monday. And uh, she was uh, interested in one of those two games. So the Chiefs is Kansas City, is that right? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Kansas. So that's probably why I got confused there. I don't know even know if they're close together. Excuse me. Uh, my well, it's not actually in Kansas City. Oh, it's not. Kansas City is not in Kansas. Okay. Um, it's in Missouri. This is a golf podcast. We're trying to turn into a very bad geography lesson on the United States. I know where the middle of the 17th green is. Alcatraz at Palm Springs. No, so you've got Kansas and you've got Missouri. Yep. Kansas City yep. is in Missouri. Okay, that makes sense. On the border of Kansas. Gotcha. Um, anyway, back to Stephanie Nahr. Uh, we were playing in the Pro-Am at the WPGA Melbourne um, Drama Golf International uh, event. That was a two-day event, 36 holes for the professional women uh, held at La Trobe. Um, so a couple of little um, mentions. La Trobe Golf Club, very well done. Uh, to Tony Carswell, who's the pro out there, and with uh, Simon Priest, uh, put that event together. Uh, got the support of the Women's PGA and obviously Golf Australia, and put an event on for the women. Thirty-six holes. There was some money involved, obviously prize money, reason, reasonably decent prize money for a thirty-six hole event. And uh, I went out there to play in the prime with Stephanie Nair, who I'd never met before. Um, obviously, know who Stephanie Nair is because she's you know had a career. Spanned Europe, Spanned America, LPGA, Symmetra Tour, LET, um, is now back home for a wee bit to play the Summer of Golf out here and was just an absolute gem of a young lady to spend 18 holes with. Um, it was more like a social round of golf, which I sort of had to remind myself, you know, this young lady's playing for score here. Um, she's not here to entertain us, but we all got on very well. Um, and she didn't start off very well in the round that we played, but she finished like birdie, 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 bogey birdie 
um, and then shot equal low score on the second day. Uh, obviously, the event was run, run by Karis Davidson, um, Karis Davidson, sorry, uh, who is just obviously qualified for uh, the LPGA Tour. Um, sorry, my microphone's going funny. Um, the LPGA Tour, young Aussie champion, and she was great to win. Brianna Gill for second, um, but it was just really good. You know, Latrobe, Latrobe was well, very well turned out. I don't know if either of you played at Latrobe before. Never played Latrobe. No. So always been on the list, just never got there. It's it's a shorter course, but you know, being in that sort of riverside um, precinct of all of that uh, Melbourne golf in that sort of you know Yarra Yarra River belt, yep. Q Green Acres Latrobe, um, whatever else, Ivanhoe Yarra, Ivanhoe, Bend, Yarra Bend, all that sort of thing. It's quite tight and tree lined, uh, and uh, yeah, I like Green Acres. But Green Acres is next to Q, and this is just down yep. the road. And, and they built this wonderful little five-hole course there and uh, really focusing on the development of the game through the, with a five, uh, five short-hole course. And uh, But it was just great. It was great to play with Stephanie. Um, absolutely smashed it. Um, you know, clearly is a athlete, um, prepares very well. And uh, it was just it was just awesome to be part of it. And... Um, yeah, so well done to all of those guys. There's a lot of good courses in that little pocket, isn't there? Oh, they're all they're all got you know, it's it's sort of like a mini it's not a sand belt, of course, there's nowhere near the sand belt, but it's call it the clay belt, I reckon. River belt, um, clay belt. But it's it's certainly got a type, you know. I've never played green acres, but it's certainly Oh, it's actually really good. Yeah. Well, I love it. So there's obviously a lot of conjecture between the Q and the and the Green Acres members, you know, they they think they're both Better than Q, Q's really good. There's a couple of holes that are just that make your eyes sort of like twitch a little bit. Um, but then Green Acres, well, the Green Acres, there's a couple as well. But just as a whole, yeah. I, I think both courses are fantastic. Yeah, so there's, there's certainly a style of, of golf over there which is different to the Sandbelt, of course, which is great. That's what makes uh, Melbourne golf unique. Um, but anyway, that that event was great. Best of luck to all the girls playing. Uh, what are they, they've got? They've got uh, some. Have got the pro am at Peninsula Kingswood on Monday. Um, Marcus Fraser's event. Uh, then they've got the Webex. Oh, sorry, that's I shouldn't mention Webex. They've got the Rockets competitor um, event down at uh, the Player Series. Uh, former employer. Former employer <laughs> uh, at Rosebud. Uh, there's the Vic Open, where the obviously the women will be playing. Uh, then the Player Series moves up to the Hunter Valley at the Vintage. Um, maybe another one in Sydney. I can't remember correctly. And then Murray. sorry. Got new one this year on the Murray, the Jared Lyle yeah, one. Yeah, correct. That's right, the Murray. And uh, and then the women go up uh, later in maybe April. They've got an event at uh, Bonville and then on the Gold Coast. Nice. And they're b- both LET co-sanctioned events. So, you know, there's a couple of European-based players that have made their summer out here. Uh, Lydia Hall is out here and she'll stay and she'll stay and play in the um, events that are European tour co-sanctioned. Um, it was just great. They're really, really quality, high-quality golf. I went out on the Tuesday and watched the girls play, and you know, young Stephanie Bunky hits it as good as anyone I've ever seen. Uh, she made a check. She got a couple of grand and a check, which is great to see her. She's a new pro. We've talked about Steph. She's the one that the, had the uh, rangefinder um, thing at um, qualifying school, school. Great girl, local. Uh, so anyway, but Stephanie uh, uh, put a post out there, and she said, uh, I said to her, I said, you know, Steph, um, most of my playing partners, you know, in pro-ams have gone on to win in the following months. Um, so the M-Log Mojo has been passed on and she uh, embraced the M-Log Mojo wholeheartedly. So 
not wanting to put the moz. <laughs> so but, good. But uh, she, she's, taken that, she's taken that in, the M-Log mojo, and you guys are part of that mojo. Uh, anyway, back to the... So uh, good. Back to, but I did commit, we did comment and commit to, you know, doing a little bit better at uh, the coverage and the commentary on some of the women's golf. And we've been very good at it. You know, the USPGA, um, the LPGA, sorry, uh, tournaments, have those really great golf courses that they play at. We talk about the Solheim Cup and all that sort of thing. Um, but we'll keep doing that and we'll do more of it and we'll do it better. Correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Uh, okay. What else are we talking about? We've been all around the place. We have. Um, last week, I should, before we move on from the, I know we've moved on from the, the Amex, but we did have, uh, we only had one person that had the best score in the tipping last week. That was uh, Jared Lotes who had Tom Hoagie. I don't know where he got Tom Hoagie from. It was a pretty good, pretty good get. So that earned him a truckload of points last week, more than everybody else, obviously, because uh, no one else had anything like that. And he got $828,000 in points. And then, uh, then you had a few people, well, a few being about 10 people that had Patrick Cantlay, and they got 220,000 points for that. Um, and this week, most everyone's put their tips in except for Paul, so I might remind everybody he did forget. <laughs> okay. Uh, and there's a handful of others. Actually, another one of my mates, Diesel, he forgot to put his pick in as well. Hector Siegel forgot to put his picks in. So just remember, people, keep your eye on the socials. We'll remind you as well as the email. Just put your tips in. Just put just your put tips in. in. Yeah. Um, sorry, I haven't you know, I've had a busy week. Um, out of us three, who's on top? I don't know. It's not me. Well, it's not uh, you because you No, no, I think that was a loaded question. Oh, 100%. That's why I said I don't know. <laughs> uh, the winning, the winning. I don't have any others, any other types. <laughs> the winning, the winner so far is Nomadic Golfer still leading 1 point, just under 1.7 mil. Shermanator 1.4548. And that's, now remember, they picked the winner two weeks ago. So they're both flying high. Uh, Jared Lotus, Lotus 79, he's shot up to third place. I picked the winner two weeks, almost picked the winner two weeks ago as well. But You did? But I <laughs> stuffed up my tips. But the leader of us is my log, M Log Roscoe on 252k, Rocket on 202k. So not far behind. I'm about 252k behind you, Ross. <laughs> But uh, nomadic, not, not for long. Nomadic golfer rocket, you should jump aboard Nomadic Well, He's a Tas- fellow Tasmanian, I believe. I, I don't know if he's Tasmanian. I did find his Instagram, but I've been a, I've been away from the Grams. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, it's a bit of fun. It's keeping, you know, gives me something to look at. I don't know. I have no idea why I picked Sanjay M. I think because everyone else has picked him at some other stage. I said I might as well just pick him. I've got zero strategy behind it. Um, we don't confer. Well, Sanjay M is a... He's finished in the top five there probably two of the last three years or something. Yeah, I thought I remembered that. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's – well, his last two – his last week, he finished 11th last week and yeah. two weeks before that he finished eighth. The one in the middle of Mr. Cut was the week I picked him, so you, <laughs> you're fine. So – but then – it's that whole thing of you've got to look at it and think, well, who am I going to sacrifice this week that I don't get to pick later on? That's exactly what that's what I'm sitting on here. For all the people that are out there that are making fun of me, sitting on $0, they're burning John Rahm and Patrick Cantlay. I look forward to the majors coming around and yeah. being able to choose Patrick Cantlay or John Rahm. 
I've I've saved a few Scots in there for you know, for, for burners. Um, Russell Knox for the Scottish Open. Rusty Knox. Oh, no, I wouldn't pick Rusty Knox for the Scottish Open. Um, really? Oh, we'll get around. That's a long way away. I wouldn't pick him there. Um, we'll, we'll let. Will the Scottish Open? That'll be on, in Teepster. I believe it is because it's a PJ Tour event this year. Yeah, cool. Yeah, of course. I believe. Yeah. All, okay. Um. All right. What else? This is this is when the the uh, the Sith Lords start to take over, yeah, you know, the other planets like Tatooine. So that week we'll end up having two picks. We'll have a pick at the Barbasol, and we'll have a pick at the Scottish Open. Okay. Just so everyone, when that, when that week comes around, we pick both tournaments. But the difference where you want to make your smart pick is the Scottish is worth eight million in prize money for the field. Barbasol's three point seven. So, yeah, the ones you want to concentrate on is, uh, which is not, not far away, is the players. Players' prize pool is 20 million US. So you really want to try and get that winner. There you go. You've heard it here first. Um, now, Rocket, you must, there must be something grinding your gears. There must be something that you're waiting to unload on. No. Okay. <laughs> You no. sure? You sure? No, there's there's stuff that happens and it's just still just normally annoying and things like that, but not enough to make me go blah. Okay. Uh, you haven't played any any uh, golf, but um, any update on uh, how many flat packs uh, you've unpacked or how many uh, screws you've screwed in? So now I'm go- now you've now now you've got into the gear grinding. Like I've I have I've put together so much shit in the last two weeks, and that was and what made it worse is Mrs. Rocket was ordering a dining table, and she'd forgotten to put in the installation fee. They've dropped it off. I'm working through the day. I've come out of my study and I've gone, "What's all this?" She goes, "Oh, it shouldn't take too long." I'm like. What do you mean? Shouldn't take too long. Where's the inst- what? Weren't they going to install it? She goes, "Oh, forgot. Oh, it'll be the last one you have to do." <laughs> Don't make a promise. You're not going to be able to keep. <laughs> and she goes, "Do it." <laughs> she always goes, "Do it with a smile." Oh my God, I'm the grumpiest bastard on the <laughs> when it comes to these things at the moment. They just drive me mental. Drive me mental. Uh, Magic, you gonna go for you last weekend? Last week, and did I play golf? I don't think I did. I'm trying to think. With this public holiday in the middle of the week, it's completely thrown me. Uh, no, I don't think I had golf last weekend. I'm playing next weekend. We're playing at airport. Got Melbourne Airport golf next weekend. Is that a GM, GMGA? Yeah, a bit of a social catch-up with a few long-lost members and um, – and, and, and we're all about um, public golf and, and good golf. The uh, the golf course out at, at right underneath the Tullamarine, uh, where the planes land. If, if people haven't been out there, it's literally you, if you really wanted to, you could probably hit a, hit a plane with a ball. Um, we don't advise that. Um, but they've got a deal where it's I think it's forty dollars for the round, and that includes lunch. And lunch is either fish and chips, a parma, or a, and a burger, or a burger, 18 holes, on a really nice little course. That's actually a really tough choice. It's a great, yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, I think we've got fish about- Fish and chips, parma, or burger. Yeah, I think I'm going to oh. go with the parma. 
just, oh, just yeah, to be safe. Yeah. Never go wrong with a Palmer. So, yeah, it's a great little deal. And, yeah, we've got a lot of members that are out this way or out in the northwest that don't play that much anymore. They've all, you know, last 10, it's our 10th year. So they've uh, married and kids and just take a, a chance to travel down to the dunes or St Andrews Beach or Lonsdale. So playing somewhere like Tull is a great choice. So a little Sunday catch up with those boys. Which will be good. Oh, sorry, that's not this house next week. But uh, we'll be uh, playing there. And then I'm on holidays for two weeks, so I'll be playing golf lots. Okay. I'm um, catching up with Pultz. Pultz, is, Pultz and I are going to have a hit. So if anyone else wants to say, hey, come over here to golf, you let me know because I'm literally going to be off from the 7th for two weeks and I'm literally just going to play golf and do nothing. Are you coming down to the Vic Open? Can do anything down there? Maybe, yeah. But that's on the, that's that first week, isn't it? That 7th or... Yep. Eighth, yeah, possibly. Okay. Yeah, I got the email today. They said it's free entry to everybody. Excellent. Well, uh, I'll be down there. Um, You'll be you playing on the Wednesday, or that, was it? Today, prime during the tournament. Uh, they do. Remember. It's on Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, yes. We'll be. We'll be down there. Um, yeah. So there's all the pros are lined up, drawing him out of a hat. That's it. Pretty much. Uh, we'll be there. We'll be down there. <laughs> Can't, can't wait. It's a great course. I love uh, playing down there at 13th Beach. Um, I had a lot of good fun down there. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, shout out to Carl Smedley at the airport. Uh, he's, he's the, I think he's still the man out there, is he not? He's the pro out there. At, uh, Didn't, I have, not sure. Haven't been out there in a while. So I'll be, uh, I just spoke to him on the phone to help book it. And that was about it. Uh, the airport, I've um, never played there either, but uh, I've got a lot of clients uh, that do play out there and it's a, I believe it's a very nice, very friendly, uh, very welcoming uh, little club in the northwest there, as you say, mm. right under the flight path, well, not under the flight path because they're, they're actually not flying when you they um, get to the airport because they're already on the ground as you ducked under them. As you turn into the driveway, it's that one of those car parks right on the boundary fence of the airport where people park with the kids with a with their McDonald's and watch the planes land over their head. That's literally where you come in. So they, they come in and out on that north-south runway and, yeah, that's something different. There's, a, so there's some weird little courses out there. On the city side of the airport, not the Sunbury side or the, the Melbourne it, It's kind of on the – it's on the sort of on the city side. If, you, if you're sort of standing over it looking down, it's on the south southwest side. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure for the people internationally who are thinking about coming to Melbourne for some uh, sandbell golf. <laughs> yeah. Might now have the airport golf course as their first destination. They, they they might, that's it. They might be they might be needing to kill time in, in between uh, flights at the airport. It's literally, I don't know how many taxis would be too wrapped to drive you there, but what it'd gra- be uh, not not far away. What a great suggestion! If you're a golfer and you've got an international flight to catch, and you've got sort of six hours, you've got to get out of your hotel at ten o'clock. Um, your departure isn't till four o'clock. You could just drop off drop off at an airport golf it, club um, and then just. And the rental car in and get straight to your flight, people. It, it wouldn't be more than two kilometres from the drop-off zone at the airport at yeah. this the course. Tell Carl Smedley we sent you. Uh, okay, cool. What else? Anything else? Now that's it. Uh, Dubai this week. Who's going to win? This, will Sergio win? Who's going to win that? Um, I liked Victor Hoblin at the start of the week. Morikawa was going extremely well. On the easier nine today, and then gave a few back, but I'm not sure. Okay, rocket. Do you want to have a tip? Do you want to have a have a have a stab at anyone? All right, Cole. So easy. Uh, how's Adam going? It's very good. It's going very well, actually. 
And he and is using the long putter, but not the very long putter. He was using the mid-range one last week, wasn't it? The one that he holds just yeah. mid-chest. Yeah, it was, you know, the one that he uses and it's right up on his chest. It was kind of like two or three, it felt like it was a good solid couple of inches below that. Um, there's one under now. He, he was, uh, I don't know, he's still one under, yeah. He, yeah, don't know. Like you said last week, Rocket, just get his head around it, the putting. Oh. His swing has not changed. Uh, still beautiful. Hmm. Still beautiful. You could sit on a range and watch that all day. Uh, who else have we got? Any other Aussies? We've got Herbie in there. Who else have we got? Any other Her- um, Scrivo? Is he playing? Yeah. So we've got, uh, so, so at the moment we've got Adam Spot. He's one under through 10. Maverick and Cliff is uh, even through eight. Herbie's one over through nine. Wade Ormsby, two over through 14. Scott Hand, four over through 18. And Scriv is six over through 18. <laughs> Not a great start. Uh, not also a great start for another friend of the podcaster, Ian Poulter, uh, plus four through 11. Uh, Scotty Hen, plus four through when he's finished. Um, it was it was going to get windier this afternoon. Obviously, we're not watching it at the minute, but, yeah, that's uh, – it'll want to be getting pretty windy to be shooting my sixes. Boy, my boy, Bobby McIntyre, plus two through nine. Lift, Lift Robbie. Uh, plenty of Scots this week. David Drysdale, Richie Ramsey, Mark Warren. Uh, who else we got? Monty's down the bottom of the list. Uh, Connor Syme, Stevie Gallagher, uh, Stevie Gallagher from Pathgate, uh, Grant Forrest from uh, East Lothian, and um, who else we got? Scotty Jamison, Davy Law. Scott Jamison, not a good start as per last week. Mm. Where actually last week I had a heartbreak because the two boys I liked last week were Victor Hovland and uh, Shane Lowry talked about on the podcast and going into the final round they were sitting second and third or both tied second chasing Thomas Peters and I thought oh I love this because Thomas Peters he's soft as butter these boys are going to overrun him no but no no they didn't no, they did not tell you who's soft as butter Shane Lowry went out on a course that was described as pretty benign I think he tripled the first and then uh, I think uh our boy Vic did something pretty similar early doors and they were gone, but didn't get close. Uh, uh, Rocket. Rocket. Guilt, guilt got to win. On um, Lowry. Lowry. Yeah. What's, what's her guilt? Next week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. We might we might be talking to someone who's involved in next week, if, if you'd have them on there just to – will you have us on? Will you have him on? Jason Cockrack. No, we're not, we won't give it. Away, we won't give it away because he's not confirmed. Yeah, you know, my people haven't. Dustin, spoken, my people haven't spoken to his people, and there's a lot of people to be spoken to before we get this chap on. Uh, he is not playing, but um, he will be involved. Gonna try and get hold of him while he's on the ground down there, just to give you guys a um a heads up of what's happening over there in um in Saudi. Uh, but Rocket, I just picked up. There's there's two S Garcias in this this field this week. Is there? Yep. Did you know there was yeah. another S Garcia? No. Oh, there is two. Hello. Brandy's and he's four under. Exactly. He's one behind S Garcia. S Garcia. We've got Sebastian Garcia Rodriguez and Sergio Garcia. Sergio Garcia. And then you scroll your eyes down, just throw out two spots, and there's another S Garcia. 
Escarcia Rodriguez, but all, all I'll see is Escarcia. Hmm. Who is Sebastian Garcia Rodriguez? I've never heard of him in my life. So that doesn't say a lot. I'm not the biggest European tour aficionado. 371 in the world golf rankings. And up he, there, up there. He's also from Spain. Yes, he is definitely. <laughs> um, probably a fair bet that he was going to be from Spain with the name of Sebastian <laughs> Garcia Rodriguez. Um, and he's up there uh, chasing his probably childhood hero. It's great. I love it. He's a pocket rocket. He's 5'6". There's a new hero for the podcast, Sebastian Garcia Rodriguez. That's it. SGR. SGR. There you go. G-U-R. Garcia under a P. Gents, thank you. As always, I'll let you go. It's getting late. Um Unplanned, unscheduled. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, check it out at YouTube. Check us out on uh, Instagram. Check all these guys out on their Twitters and wherever else they uh, post their stuff. Thanks for listening. Rocket, thank you. Thank you. My Rocket said she's sending up some fresh biscuits to us, Mike, so um, look out for those. <laughs> plug, plug for the biscuits. They won't last a day. Um, <laughs> any, any cheese coming back the other way? It's, it's like tennis season. And it's back at you. There's cheese back that way. There's biscuits this way. No? Cheese is very, very hard to get to uh, Port Arthur. Very hard. Okay. Ain't there. Ain't it's not close, man. Ain't so hard to get to the multi-destination drop-off points that I access, uh, the city or Mount Eliza, <laughs> but um, just saying. What about you, Rocket? You, you know, Queensland, I'm sure that the transport hubs are servicing Queensland with cheese. There's not too much stuff on the shelves at the moment. Yeah, luckier than we're, we're, we're struggling with even garbage bags. Perth's in, Perth's in a whole world ahead. There's <laughs> a uh, very, very quick, but this time of year, no, we, very... cover, we cover cheese. This is what we cover. Oh. A lot of people said, um, no, this is know. just gen- general transport. What a lot of people on the east coast don't realize is this time of year is very prone to flooding on the Nullarbor, and you get a lot of train derailments and, and train tracks that literally get washed away. And so this week's been extremely bad. So there's no trains heading west. Okay, because so, because you've got because you've got um, it's wet season. Hmm. So yeah, this week's been a shocker at work because yeah, everything then got to get transferred to road, and I mean everything. I'm not just talking about cheese. I'm talking anything that gets shipped uh, west is is looking for a truck. That's well, not easy to do. Well. On behalf of the West Australians that uh, are stranded and exiled from their home state, yep. don't send cheese to WA. No. Keep it here for the West, uh, you know, the Western Australians that are here that want the cheese that are on this side. <laughs> Ross, and, Ross and Griffiths and his, his wife, uh, Karis, and uh, their little daughter, Ronnie, um, desperate to get home and see their family and just keep getting battered back, battered back, mm-hmm. back like in tears sort of thing. Um Keep the cheese over here, Mike, and um, distribute wisely to the Western Australians over here. Um, and and us. I'll see what I can do for you too. Thank you. <laughs> Rocket, see you, mate. I, I apologise to the listeners that I'm not fully engaged in golf yet. NFL season's just gone that little bit longer this year, and uh, next few weeks is going to be huge, huge, huge. For NFL. Yeah, so champ- Monday's Monday's NFC Championship. So if that if we lose there, you'll get some rocket back. What rocket? 
in golf focus back. But if we win there, it's going to be another two weeks. <laughs> well, whatever it is, just just come prepared either way. Like, yeah. I'm sure. Like, like prepared like I normally am. <laughs> we faffed around the edges suitably tonight for 52 minutes and I'm probably going to cop a earful off my dad. Um, we faffed around the edges for that. Uh, we've talked about cheese. We've talked about drum and golf. We've talked about big swing golf. We've talked about uh, the, the part that we need to loop back to and really solidify before we uh, sign off is um, what's the um, – how much? How much cambio? Robert thought we forgot, but I haven't forgotten. How much cambio for the for for the great charity? You've got daughters up there who'll do it. Like you want you don't have to pay and shell out and go out and leave. You know, you just get up there and do it, and then do it. I, 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 I don't the, know. I have to consult. We'll do it. We'll get the photo. It goes on Instagram. It's real. People donate, and then and then get you the whiz it, and then you whiz it off, and then you just look like the free ball men. And you just look like a top day for a couple of weeks. And yeah, what, what and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know it sounds simple. I need to, I need to, I need to consult. It's for it's it's for the charity. Yeah, I understand that, but I need to consult. They've already they've already got two hundred dollars. I actually have already messaged Sebastian Garcia Rodriguez to see how many how many dollars he'll chip in euros. <laughs> 10% of his prize pool from this week. I mean, he's <laughs> big money. He'd be definitely doing it. <laughs> um, a, a, a King Island on board? Would they be, would they, is, is there any, uh, you know, like I can get drum and golf uh, Melbourne on board? Well, well, get, get the hair, the colour of camembert or something like a triple, <laughs> triple brie. <laughs> smoke, smoke cheddar. Smoke cheddar peroxide. <laughs> hey, if your boy Brooks can do it, Rocket, and make a thing out of it for the pip, um, you can do it for the peep. <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with a blonde rocket and um, at least 200 bucks for Lifeline. Uh, if you do uh, need any help, support, um, please. 131114. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next week.